Hey there. Welcome to Magnolia Motherhood. I'm your host, Lizzie Wynn, and I am excited to have you here with me today. If you're new to the podcast, a special warm welcome to you. And if you're a returning listener for the second time, I'm sending you a virtual high five right now. It's fantastic to have you back for another episode. Now, before we dive into today's topic, I want to take a moment to share what Magnolia Motherhood is all about. This podcast is a space where we explore being a mom, being a Christian mom, being a Christian wife, and just being a woman in general. It's a journey of being open and honest and raw. At the end of every segment, I will share with you guys a story that I was sent from someone who is needing encouragement or advice. I truly encourage you guys to help them out with positive comments in the comment section if you're watching from YouTube. If you are on the other end of this though and need advice or encouragement, feel free to find us on Instagram and send us a message. Everything is strictly private and no names are ever given out. You know, I started this podcast because I'm truly passionate about the Lord and motherhood. I believe that we all struggle in some way, shape, or form, and I wanted to create a platform where we could dive deep in this together. During each episode, I'll be your guide through different aspects of motherhood from a Christian standpoint. Whether I'm sharing personal stories, interviewing inspiring guests, or discussing raw truth and pointing you back to the Lord. My aim is to make this time we spend together both enlightening and encouraging. One of the things that sets Magnolia Motherhood apart is our strong sense of community. I encourage you to engage, whether it's leaving comments, reaching out via social media, or subscribing to the podcast. Alright, enough about the podcast. Let's get into the good stuff. Welcome to podcast number four. Guys, it has been very, it's been too long. I wanted to just apologize to everyone. Um, the podcast that was originally supposed to be aired already, I tried to record that podcast three times. And I would get to the 45, 50 minute marker and the whole website would crash. So we have researched and we have found a new website to do our recordings and hopefully we will get through this one. Um, guys, it has been probably what a month since the last um, podcast was aired. I was trying to do every other week. Um, but we've just been busy and I'm not complaining. It has been such a blessing. We have, let's see, last time I did an episode, my husband was not home. So he has came home. We have been super busy. We're thankful he's home. The business has been great. Wedding planning has been great. I officially um, will start taking on my own weddings in 2024. So I'm excited about that. And the business, I'm so thankful. I give God all the glory for that. Um, there's not a day where I am not embroidering. <laughs> so I'm thankful for that. I, let's see, I know the last time 
I I kind of hinted at you guys what podcast number four was going to be was how to deal with your loved ones when they're living in sin. So we're going to tiptoe on that. Um, but I think God's kind of leading me in a different direction. So we're just going to see where we go. Um, today, tonight, especially tonight. Um, I'm recording Monday night. I can't even tell you what time it is. 1030. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens. We're, we've, we're prayed up. We're ready to go. And, um, let's just do this. Okay. So how to deal with your loved ones when they're living in sin. So I think the first thing that I want to just say to that, I've been on both sides of the fence. I've been the loved one that was living in sin, but I've also been on the other side where I have loved ones living in sin. So I've been on both. Um, so I can see different. Or I can see the same, you know, the same side. However, let's just speak, speak for, speak on now. Um, when you have someone that you truly love and care about and you see them living in sin, let's not judge. Um, and I know that's easier said than done, especially like if you're not doing the same exact sin as them. Then it's easy to be like, oh, can you can you believe so and so is doing that? That's gossiping. Let's not do that. The Lord hates a gossiper. And judging and gossiping is not how we need to deal with this issue of our loved ones living in sin. Um Secondly, when's the last time you looked in the mirror? And you thought to yourself, am I living 100% the way that I should be? Am I walking daily with the Lord? Am I in my Bible every day? Um, Am I in church every time the doors are open? You know, we need to look at ourselves and examine our own hearts. Before we're so quick to point fingers and be like, oh, so-and-so's living that way. And I I understand that a lot of times we mean well when our loved ones are living in sin and we just want to help them. Now, that's hard to do too because we can't help them out of their sin. That is... That is between them and the Lord. We can we can pray for them and let them know, like, hey, I'm here for you. Um, I'm praying for you. If I can do something, let me know. But we can't help them to to stop sinning. Um, I have a family member who was drinking all the time and. I can't help them to stop drinking. That's between 
that person in the Lord, um, I can tell you this. I prayed for them to stop drinking. I prayed for years for them to stop drinking. And I'll tell you that, though. Here's something that just popped in my head. I, you know, you can pray years for years for someone to get saved, to stop drinking, to live right. But one thing that I've learned is it ain't going to happen when I want it to. It's going to happen when he wants it to. Y'all are going to get that in a second. That's God's timing. It's not our timing. I prayed for someone to stop drinking for years. And it seemed like that was never, that was impossible. I still have family members that drink. But I can say that the person that I was praying for for years to stop drinking has stopped. And that's such a blessing and an encouragement. And, you know, it it makes you put into perspective, like, God did answer my prayer. No, it wasn't the first time I prayed it, but he answered it. And I have also learned that even if God doesn't answer our prayers, he's still a good God. Look around you. You have a roof over your head. God's good. You have a bed to sleep in. God's good. You have a car to get to and from places. God is good. I can keep going. You got clothes that you're wearing right now. God is good. Um, it just amazes me how, how he's blessed me with things that I didn't pray for. And I have them. He is, um, that, that goes back to the goodness of God lately. I just, I'm in, I'm in awe. And I love it. I, I just love to um, just just take a moment sometimes and just think about the things that God's done for me. And, you know, even some of you that are listening and watching that I know personally and that I know listen and watch and you know who you are. <laughs> um. But even looking at your lives, I can sit there and say, yep, God's blessed her. And, you know, that that's incredible to see. You know, when you see God answering prayers for your friends, prayers that you've helped your friends pray for, and then he answers those prayers, that's encouraging. Um, so that, that was what I kind of wanted just to tiptoe on a little bit about, um, examining us before we're so quick to worry about someone else's sin. Um, you know, let them know that you're there for them and you're praying for them, but 
I wouldn't get too much involved in all that. We need to worry about our hearts and our walk with the Lord before we worry about somebody else. I know it's hard to see a family or a loved one living in sin. Um, you know, I think all of us can say we we know someone who is, um, whether they're family or not. We have friends who, who probably are not living right. So it's hard to watch. And, you know, looking back when I was on the other side of the fence and I was living in sin and I had people tell me, uh, we're praying for you. We miss you at church. We love you. Looking back at that, I regret putting those people in that position. Like, oh, I wonder where Lizzie is today. She's not at church. And it makes me just regret everything that I, that I put them through. Um, I have a friend who she was very, uh, uh, how can I word this? She impacted my life a lot as a young adult, late teenager. Um, and I'll never forget the conversation that I had with her a few years ago where she said that they thought that I wasn't going to be back in church. Um, and they thought that I was kind of like a lost sheep. Um, and that, that broke my heart. Not because, you know, that, hey, she said it. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it broke my heart because I should never have put her and her husband's um, mindset at that. And, you know, I I was in and out of church as a teenager for, for years. Um, and I knew when I was out of church, hell, I should have been in church. And then I ended up working, and every time I had to work, or every time there was church, I had to work. Um, and I'll never forget when I got tired of being out of church, and I got tired of, of um, not walking with the Lord in the way I should have. I started praying, and... And I would, you know, start going back to church. But the big thing was I started praying and asking for a new job and asking the Lord to provide a new job for me uh, to get me out of the job that I was in and be in a more Monday through Friday kind of job so that I can be in church. Um, and he answered that prayer. He answered that prayer. And I was in church. Every time the doors were open. And I haven't looked back. I can say, though, that now that I am <clears throat> a little older and I'm not a rebellious teenager anymore or a young adult running from the Lord, I can say that. None of that was worth it. 
I had a preacher that always said, sin is fun for a season. And then here comes the consequences. So, you know, before we're so quick to judge others, think about the times that you were living in sin or think about the times where you wasn't so lovely yourself. And, you know, a lot of these episodes that I do, I'm, I'm talking to myself. I'm preaching at myself. Um, but I kind of just want you guys to, to examine your heart and, you know, Lord, am I living the way I should be? Uh, can I do something better? Do people see you when they see me? You know, that, that's my goal every day is, is for people to look at me and they see the Lord. Um, and that, you know, that's hard. That's hard. But I think that at the end of the day, the Lord loves us regardless. He knows we're trying. He knows being a mom is hard. He knows being married is joyous and it has its ups and downs and, uh, disagreements but when we try to treat our spouse and our children the way that God treats us then I think we put in a different perspective of marriage and and motherhood um I know there's times with my son that I get impatient with him and then at night I think back and reflect about the day and I'm like oh man Boy, was I a terrible mother to him. But then the next morning, guess who's reaching for me to get him out of his crib? And then I look at that and I'm like, man, that is such a God and like a God and daughter relationship. There's days where I could have done better as being a daughter to the Lord. But then the next morning I wake up and the Lord's still there. He's a forgiving God. He's a loving God. He's such a good God. And it it just amazes me of how good he really is. And, you know, I was thinking, I think I was in my Bible the other day. And I was reading about Mary and Martha. And I remember when... <clears throat> Their brother Lazarus was dying, and Mary and Martha both met with Jesus like separately. So they had no idea what either one of them said to Jesus when they saw him. So Mary met him and said, Lord, if you had been here four days sooner, Lazarus wouldn't have died. And I'm putting that in like English version of today. I'm not verbatim quoting verbatim from the Bible. <clears throat> and then when Martha met with Jesus, she said the same exact thing. And I got to thinking how the Lord knew all this was going to happen. Um, he didn't come on the um, date four days earlier for a reason. We know that Lazarus died. And so when the Lord got to him, he wept and 
I think I'm going to find it in the in the Bible real quick. I just want to share with you guys something that I came across the other day. And I was like, wow. Okay, so then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. There it is. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. So, Lord, if you would have been here, you could have saved Lazarus. Um, Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. She had no idea what the Lord was about to do. No idea. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Um, We're going to scroll on down. Scroll. <laughs> so, and when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. So Mary goes and meets Jesus. Um, let's see. She saw where he was. She fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. See, there's where Mary said it. Didn't even know Martha said it. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. And here becomes the shortest verse in the entire Bible. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? So there's people saying, Oh, they saw Jesus um, do a miracle of um, opening the eyes of the blind man. Why couldn't he have saved Lazarus? So they started gossiping. Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, coming to the grave. Okay, so let's skip some of that. <clears throat> Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto the Lord, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Because the Lord said to them to take the stone away. Um, so he could see Lazarus. And Martha was trying to tell him, Lord, he's going to stink. I mean, we know that. Dead bodies stink. Um, and then, let's see. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Mm. And Lazarus did. Bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto him, Loose him and let him go. So, my take on that is just obviously wow. But, going back to Mary and Martha's 
comment about, Lord, if you were here four days sooner, he wouldn't have died. You know, if you keep reading, you'll find out the reason why God waited to come when he did. It doesn't, I'm just putting it in perspective and pieces it for you or piecing it for you. Um, because there were Jews there. And when they saw what, what Jesus did for Lazarus, a lot of Jews ended up believing on Jesus and getting saved. And some of them obviously did not like what he did. And they went back and, you know, find out for yourself. John 11, verse 45. You can keep reading and it talks about the plan to kill Jesus. And it goes from there. I'm stopping right there because if the Lord would have came four days earlier, those Jews that believed on Jesus and got saved wasn't going to be there. Can you just think about that? That that goes into his timing. He knew those Jews that were not saved and didn't believe him. They, he knew that they were going to be there. And so that just, that blows my mind. Like, are y'all following me? Because that's just crazy. <laughs> the Lord is just so powerful in the thing, in his thinking. Like, I can't fathom the things that that man or the Jews, like what they went through. They see what Jesus did. And Mary and Martha, like, if they would have had Jesus come four days earlier, these Jews would not have believed believed in Jesus. And this just goes back to different scenarios in my life. Like, if I would have Jesus right when I need him right now, Lizzie's timing, my life would be in shambles. You know? And it's crazy to think about because we don't see things in the future. We don't we don't know what's gonna happen. We don't what's that podcast number two, I think, maybe three, I don't know. I'm <laughs> where the mountain I talked about the mountain and we go through all the valleys and we have to get up the mountain. You know, you you walk up a mountain to see the view. Guess who's on top of the mountain? The Lord. He's waiting on you to get through that hard, awful climb up the mountain. Because I don't know about y'all, but when I walk up a mountain, your girl tired. <laughs> but when we go up to that mountain, we get to the mountaintop, the Lord's waiting on us. So if we, you know, because he's at the top of the mountain. He sees all. He knows all. He sees the future. He knows what's going to happen. So imagine if we didn't climb that mountain. We stayed at the bottom and we're like, oh, we need it now. I need this to happen now. We don't see what the Lord sees at the top of the mountain. It's like when you get stuck in, in, a, uh, you get stuck in traffic or your tire blows out and you hear people say, the Lord knew what was, he was protecting you from what was down the road that you didn't know about. That's the kind of God we serve. 
he knows all, he sees all. It just blows my mind. Because it's like, man, if he could do that for me, wow. My husband had to leave when my son was three weeks old. And I honestly felt alone. I felt like I didn't have anyone. And I had people who reached out to help me, and I turned them down. And looking back, I'm like, man, that was kind of dumb. <laughs> but at the same time, as a new mom, you're like, these people are going to judge me because I can't get my kid to quit crying. You know, there's a lot that goes into to postpartum and the things that we think about. Like, I can't even fathom how I thought about the things that I did. And I think that over time, I just kind of gradually got better. You know, I, I stayed close to the Lord and church family. Very thankful for them. Um, I don't even know where this is going. I told y'all we were just going to see what the Lord had for us. That newborn life was rough. It was rough. The kid did not sleep. He's sleeping like an angel now, though. Thank the Lord. God's timing is impeccable. Just looking back, it just amazes me. Um, the things that he's done for us. And there's still things that he's going to do for us. And we have no idea. And that's just something else that blows my mind. But, you know, Thanksgiving is in just a few days. And so I just hope that you guys take some time and just think about the things that God's done for you. Um, think about where he's brought you from or what he's gotten you out of. And thank him. Just, he deserves it every day. But, you know, obviously with Thanksgiving coming up, we just, we like to reflect back on what he's done for us and, and how far we've come. And I can't, I can't thank him enough. And that's a blessing. That's a blessing. Um, I just know that if you're going through a tough time right now, as you're listening to this, I just, I pray that you lean on him and that, you know, you, you take into consideration that we're meant to go through storms in this life and we're meant to, to have hard times. Because without those hard times, who else are we going to lean on? You know? Of course I can lean on my husband. But he's not going to take care of it. He can't take care of everything. He can't take care of my uh, infertility issues. But the Lord can. You know? And it's just, you know, the Lord is so good to us. 
and he puts us through those storms to to get closer to him um he wants us to lean on him if you ever pray lord just help me draw closer to you and then the next day like you get in a car accident or your tire went flat or what's some other examples your hot water heater went out <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you pray for you know to look to let Lord, you know, for you to draw closer to the Lord and then all this stuff happens and you're like, wait a second, this is, that's exactly how it's going to happen. Because all these problems, guess what? Now you have to pray and ask God to help you get through those things and to get in your Bible so you, you can make it through the rest of the week and not go insane. I don't know about y'all, but going one day without reading my Bible, mm, <laughs> like I can't even begin to fathom like to, to I can't even tell y'all just how it makes me feel you know and it makes me wonder like growing up I didn't think this I didn't think that way but I mean I did as a kid because you know we were born and raised in church but those those teenage years, those young adult years, those are some those are some rough days. And I, you know, I didn't care to read my Bible, and that's a shame to admit. But I have grown so much since those days, and I'm thankful that the Lord did not give up on me. Because if I was Him. I would have given up on me. That's another thing. This is, you know, you pray to be more like Jesus. But at the same time, it's like, Jesus isn't judging people for, you know, their weight, the way their face looks, the way their teeth is. And that's the thing. You see these people who are criticizing others and, and laughing at others and being so rude to other people. I have witnessed in 2020, I think 2022, 2023, maybe probably since around 2020 and, you know, till now, I have like witnessed some of the most rude. People, not to me. People are rude to me. I will say that going down the road. People are rude. <laughs> and, or I don't know, but, and I don't know if it's because the generation that's coming up or, or the generation after, I don't know, but there's so many people who just don't care. And they're so rude. But the thing is, is like, the Lord does not act like that. He loves you. He loves the way you look. He created you. He created you in his own image. And I'm preaching to myself because I've been so hard on my own image lately. And I'm trying to, to learn to love myself and to get back into that. Um, I just pray that 2024 is just 
a year of miracles for my friends and uh, family and you know everybody always says oh well that was a hard year but in reality they're all hard in some way we all struggle with things every year um the only thing that matters is what do we learn from it because we know that the lord placed those hard times in our lives for a reason and we're not supposed to say why me lord we're supposed to ask him what am i learning now what are you trying to teach me and if we were to change that mindset to what are you trying to teach me i think we as christians would just grow closer to the lord because he would see that we're we're trying to be faithful to him and we're trying to learn what he's trying to teach us and and be that faithful servant um but you guys i just pray that you guys just go into thanksgiving and you enjoy it and that and you thank the lord for all his blessings in your life um remember when you're sitting around the table with those family members who aren't living the way they're supposed to just give them some extra love because you know sometimes that's all we need is just a little extra love we need a hug from that cousin that you miss we need a hug from I don't know, a sibling that we haven't talked to. We just need to show them that we love them. Because I know living in sin, some people just, they don't know how to get out of it. Because they don't know no better. Um, but when you were living in sin, what were things that you wanted? You know, did, did you want a, a hug from someone that you love and that you knew or that, you know, my language, that you know, that was going to sit there and, and pray for you? Because there are times where I, when I wasn't living right and walking with the Lord, there were times where I just, I thought to myself, like, man, if I could just walk back into that church right now and hug her, I would in a heartbeat. But it wasn't, it's not that easy. You know, once you get out for a little while, it's, it's, it's really hard to get back into it. Um, you know, what can you do to, to the one who's, there it is. Ding, ding, ding. I'm going to finish that on this. The question is not, how do you deal with the loved ones living in sin? The question is, what can you do for the ones living in sin? Yeah.
And I'm sitting here just, you know, thinking out loud about that. And, you know, obviously we examine us, but make sure that we're living right. But how can we help them? Because, you know, if we want to live every day like, like Jesus and be more like Jesus, he would be helping them. You know, there was people in the Bible that wouldn't talk to other people in the Bible. And then the Lord walks up and not ashamed to speak to them. Don't think you're too good for someone else. Just because they're living in sin and not living the way they're supposed to doesn't doesn't make you the better person. Because at the end of the day, there's no greater person than another greater person we all fall short in sin but if you were in their shoes what is something that you would want from someone else would you want help would you want somebody to pray with you would you want somebody to say hey you should come to church with me or hey can i read you a passage in the bible you know there's so many things that we can do to help others. So when you are sitting around the table this week with family who are (laughs) crazy or, you know, not in church or not living right, just show them love. Because at the end of the day, that's the same thing the Lord would do is show people love. and. If we want to be more like him, I think that that would be a good place to start. Stop judging people for their actions and just love them. That's what's wrong with 2023 is there's not enough love, not enough compassion. People are just judging and opinionated. Keep those thoughts to yourself. Quit judging people. Just love them. You ain't got to hang out with them. I think I told you guys that before. He, the Lord said, if possible, live peacefully with all men. <laughs> if possible. It's possible. But it's also possible to love people from afar. <laughs> now, I'm not saying go out there and... And be bitter and, oh, Lizzie told me to stay away from you. But I can still love you from a distance. No, no. Y'all be nice now. But on that note, let's see. I'm going to sit here and take a few minutes. Because I need to. Um, I'm going to pull up a mama who's struggling. Who we need to pray for. And who we need to give advice to. And I need to read it all to you guys and see what you guys think. Um, Put in the comments on the YouTube page. Um, And let's try to help her. Um, So here we go. My husband left us. He closed the door on God completely. I am scared of how I am going to financially survive and thrive. As I take care of my children by myself. She has five kids. What if something happens. Like my car breaks down. Or anything needs fixing in the house. 
I can't call my husband for help because he is not here physically, emotionally, or mentally. It's like he has snapped and totally lost his mind and he is on self-destructive mode and it is so scary to watch helplessly. And when I try to extend a hand to save him, he just slaps it away. I am so defeated. I trust in God with all my heart, but I am so afraid of the unknown of what is coming. Excuse me. I have been in the eye of a storm for the past six months, and I do not see it passing through anytime soon. I am feeling so defeated. Um, You know, I I joke with my husband from time to time, like, you can't leave me. Um, Because he has allowed me to be a stay-at-home mom. And to become financially dependent on him. Now, yes, I have a thriving business and I do wedding planning, but that's not going to pay for a whole mortgage, especially nowadays. My car's paid off, so we ain't got to worry about that. But in all reality, we took divorce out of our marriage when we first got married. We were like, mm, this ain't happening, kid. Um, Through the good, the bad, and the ugly. I will say, though, like, all jokes aside, uh, my husband did a drastic change when he got saved. Um, we don't we don't argue like we did, like, when we were dating. Oh, my gosh. Um, that man has changed for the better. And I can see got all up in that man and I do get emotional talking about it because God is so good (laughs) um but thinking on her situation with five children y'all I I can't and it's right here at the holidays too it's just like how how could how could you abandon your family like that she stated She's tried to save him, quote-unquote, and he slaps her hand away. He doesn't want to be helped. And she knows to pray. She knows to draw close to the Lord. Um, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. What is that? James. James 4. Um, and I've, I've witnessed friends go through divorce that have kids and all that. And I'll tell you what, I have always seen the woman bounce back so much better than the man did. And I can't speak on that because I, you know, I don't know that firsthand, but Wow. You know, I think it's because the woman in her mindset, this is how I would think. Oh, crap. I'm a single mom. I got to provide for them babies. And I would go work my butt off no matter what it took. And that was just 
from what I've seen and in my mindset too, like what I would do as far as if that was to happen. At the same time, women know that they they have to become that protective mama bear as soon as that happens because it's just a mom instinct. It's something that God blessed us with. Do I think that she's hurting? Yes. Do I think she's going to be okay? Eventually. But since I have not personally went through this, I am praying that some of you mamas who have been through this put in the comments um, on YouTube words of encouragement to help her and to just be positive and supportive um because the people that send me these um struggles they know to go to youtube and see if anybody's commented now i don't have a huge platform yet however i do know that on one of my youtube videos i did have somebody comment something so that would be a good start um, we just need to kind of grow that audience on YouTube so we can be there for each other. Women that are going through this, they need us. They need our support and our love and our encouragement. So I just encourage you to, to just reach out to these stories and, and put in those comments like, Hey, I can help you. I've been through this. Or, um, do you need a place to come stay? You know, who knows? But with that being said, I am going to wrap up podcast number four. Thank you guys for listening, for being patient with me as I adjusted to a new website. Uh, We are still in the clear. Um, I pray that you have a great, happy Thanksgiving. I will catch you guys in a few weeks.